Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people truly believe the world revolves around them and nobody matters. And in today's episode, guys, Karens are getting arrested left and right. It's a wild one. I hope you enjoy the lineup today, don't shake your heads too hard, and as always, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss these crazy, crazy stories. So on this one eventful day, I was having dinner with a few co-workers at a Chipotle, which is a Mexican-style chain restaurant. And we sit at one of the high tables and we begin to eat and converse. We were seated for no more than five minutes before we were approached by a couple. They stand there for a second before the woman tells us to move because this was their spot and they always sat here to eat. Anyways, after the initial shock, I just looked at the woman and I said, Sorry, no, we just started eating. There's plenty of tables available. And the look on this lady's face was pure gold. She had her eyes squinted, mouth open, and she replied, Are you effing kidding me? My boyfriend and I have been coming here every weekend for years, and we always sit here, so you need to move now. At this point, people are starting to stare, and it's getting quite awkward. And the whole time, her boyfriend's watching some game on his phone, and he's not even paying attention. Finally, she walks away, and we're thinking, Okay, cool, we're done, right? But no. The woman cuts the entire line and she starts screaming to speak with the manager. After a few minutes, the manager walks out and he speaks with the lady. She begins to tell him how rude we were not letting them have their seat and how we should be forced to move so they can sit in their spot and enjoy their food as they've been loyal customers for years. At that, the manager just stares at her for a moment before telling her there's nothing he can do. I mean, we're paying customers too, right? So she walks back over to our table. Mind you, it's been about 10 minutes and we've hardly touched our food because of her. She then demands us to move right now. My other coworker, who's the definition of non-confrontational, says maybe we should move so they can sit down. I reply, absolutely not. And the woman yells, F you to all of us. And that's when my other coworker stands up and he yells, leave us the F alone. At this point, the manager walks over and he asked her and her boyfriend to leave because they're causing a scene. She refused, so he told her he was going to call the police. And he did. About 15 minutes later, two police cars roll up. The police walk in and the manager begins to talk. He explains what's going on and the police ask the lady to step outside to talk. The woman says no and that's when things get exciting. They walk over to her and she finally listens and they all go outside. While outside, I can see her starting to yell at the officers. I don't know what she's saying. But then we see the cops move closer to the lady and that's when she slaps one of the officers in the neck, which is a huge mistake, and she proceeds to get handcuffed and placed into the back of a police car. Once they leave, the manager approached us and profusely apologizes and says that he's never seen anything like this in his life. We just kind of look at him and say, yeah, same here. He then tells us the next time we come back, lunch or dinner's on him. 
Reading this post, guys, you've got to wonder how many times she's harassed other people for sitting at her table before OP came along. If they've been coming there for years, I bet it's at least a few times. And it always baffles me, guys, when I read a story that involves someone smacking a cop. Like, that never, ever ends well, so why do people do it? Okay, so first off, this story is so insane that it's gonna seem like I made it up. I didn't, but the entitled person in the story is very entitled. So one day, my grandma got really sick, and she had to be rushed to the hospital. She was eventually discharged, and she went home. A few days later, there was a knock at the door, and it was Karen. Now Karen is grandma's sister-in-law. She's married to grandma's much younger brother, and she's very abusive, and basically made grandma's brother cut contact with her decades earlier. So it was a massive surprise to see her at the door. So grandma opens the door and says, Hi, Karen, what are you doing here? She responds, Oh, my son's just playing sports nearby, and I'm just killing time. She then enters grandma's house, and grandma says, Oh, well, how are you? She says, Fine. And then she pulls out a pen and paper, and she starts roaming the house, making notes. At that, grandma says, Uh, excuse me, but what are you doing? Karen says to her, I heard you were in the hospital, so I'm here to write down the stuff I want when you die. She then starts asking about everything in the house, what each item's worth, etc, etc, and Grandma, being the sweetheart that she was, just let Karen carry on until she'd finished making her list, and she left. Later, Granddad asked why Grandma didn't just kick her out, but Grandma did not have a mean bone in her body. That said, Grandma did die about a year later, and Karen did show back up at the home but they both made sure that she received absolutely nothing. And at that, Karen was livid, and she harassed Grandad for a while to try to wheedle money out of him. Luckily, he's a lot more frank, and he told her to F right off. In retribution, she went out of her way to hide her husband's death a while after that. We only found out by accident. So yeah, that was a nice, quick post, guys, but I've read enough stories, and I've been a part of real-life family drama like this, and I believe OP 100%. Like, stuff like that is more common than a lot of people think. Family members can be so selfish and heartless when there's a death in the family. And like OP said, grandma was way too nice. Like, if someone I disliked came into my house and was like, I'm just making a list of things I want to take when you die, yeah, they might be going before I do, guys. So I live in an older apartment complex, but I don't mind because it has security and nice amenities. Most folks own their own units, but some rent them out. And I got a great deal for renting during the pandemic, which is way below the normal rate it would be. Even though it's older, the average unit sells for over a million dollars due to the current housing market, so it's a lot of older folks who bought when it was cheap. It also can be a hassle getting up to my apartment from the street, since it's two elevator rides, street to security and security to apartment. Now if you remember the pandemic times, you'll remember the time that only one household at a time can be in the elevators, since they weren't big enough for social distancing, which can take even more time. Management also modified the elevators so they don't stop if someone's already in them to avoid people trying to hop in while you're going to your floor. So now, it doesn't really matter if you press the up or down button, all it does is call the elevator, and you can go wherever. This was sent in an email to everyone in the complex. So on this day, I'm heading back to my place after walking my dog, with my very expensive headphones on. We get to the first set of elevators, and there's an older couple and a middle-aged lady, Karen, waiting. Karen is a typical wasp for the building. 
pearls, diamond earrings, big wedding ring, fancy clothes, and she probably has a husband that's a senior design engineer or something. I see that only the up button's pressed, so I press the down button to call another elevator and return to my spot in line. I know that once their elevator leaves, I can press the up button again and save someone time, as now two more post-dog walk folks are behind me. The older couple leaves in their elevator, and then the second one comes. My glasses are quite foggy at this point, but I see Karen waving for me to take it. So I pull off my headphones and say, oh, you were here first. No worries, I'll catch the next one. The woman says to me, it's going down, it's for you. I say to her, oh, I was just calling another. And that's when she interrupts me and says, don't you see the line? Get in the damn elevator. She's being rude, and she doesn't even know how the elevators work, even though it's been a year. I decide it's not my problem to explain why she's wrong, so I put on my headphones, get in, and then punch floor 1 to get to the security desk. While the doors are closing, she must have then pressed the up button as they open back up. I press the door close button, and all of a sudden I hear a loud, what? over my music. Karen then sprints into the elevator and she sees that I'm going up. She screams at me saying, oh so that's it. You couldn't wait your turn, so you lied. You skipped me on purpose. This is my elevator. Get out. The whole time, she's holding her hand over the door sensor so they don't close. I then pause the music on my headphones and say, I said I would catch the next one, but you insisted I... Now at this point, Karen must have thought that I was turning my music up and taking a stance on this elevator miscommunication because then she starts grabbing at my headphones and smacking me in the face. She's screaming at me, take those off, you can't hear a damn thing I'm saying. This is my elevator, you liar. Effing a-hole, get out of my elevator. Now my 40-pound cattle dog is deaf, but he isn't stupid. He then starts barking and growling full force, causing Karen to jump back with my headphones in her hands. I'm dragging him out of the elevator when she runs forward and she kicks him square in the stomach. She then throws my headphones to the ground and kicks them out of the elevator and takes her ride up. At this point, I'm freaking out, and the other people who are waiting in line freak out. All for an effing elevator. Thankfully, after 20 minutes, my dog gets up and he's fine, but skittish. One of the folks in line must have told security what happened because one of the guards comes down to talk to me. The police have been called, the security cams are being pulled, and Karen's been identified and asked to wait upstairs. I give my statements and we ride up together to security. Karen's there along with her husband and the two folks who are behind me. And yep, her husband looks upper management because he's dressed like it. I then ask if I can put my dog in my apartment, do so and return. The husband asks me how much the headphones are and I say $400. He then hands me the money from his wallet and I quickly take it and put it in my pocket. Meanwhile, the woman's looking smug. I guess this isn't the first time that money solved the situation she's got in. The police ask if I want to press charges, and I say yes, and she starts yelling at me. Her husband is holding her, and he's trying to drag her away from the police while she throws insults and swear words one after another. When she starts yelling that she hopes she hurt my dog, and how she's gonna murder him, the police then use their taser, and then they take her down to the patrol car with her husband following behind. From what I understand, she's being charged with assault, animal cruelty, assault on a police officer, resisting arrest, and lastly, public intoxication. I can't wait for the trial, and I hope everyone who saw it testifies. All this for a miscommunication and saving three minutes waiting for an elevator. Well, public intoxication explains a lot, guys.
though I wouldn't be surprised if she was like this sober. Also, I can't believe all of this happened over an elevator ride. Like, she didn't have the extra five minutes or so it would have taken for the next elevator to come. I also want to add that she's really lucky that nobody stepped in to give her a beatdown, guys, for attacking OP and booting that poor dog in the stomach. She definitely deserved the taser. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So here's some backstory. Back when I used to work for Burger King, I worked with this one awful woman who always tried to undermine me because I was younger and did the job better than her. If she knew I was coming in after her, she would do things to sabotage me, like she would run up the drive through times, leaving me unable to fix it. One day I fell and dislocated my shoulder at work, and I was out for two weeks. She got my hours. When I came back, I was still under doctor's orders to lift no more than 5 pounds because my shoulder was still healing. Everyone knew this and they helped me out, and she didn't. She hated that I took my hours back and still worked harder than her despite my injury. And this is when she started spreading lies. She hired someone to keep tabs on me. The woman made my life hell. I eventually quit once my workers comp was finished and I was better. I did my best to forget her until today. So this happened while I was waiting in line to pick up my medication that I was prescribed at the ER. I'm still wearing my hospital bracelets, so it's quite clear where I've just come from. A woman is standing in an aisle since all the seats are full. At first, I didn't recognize her when she asked if I was in line or waiting. The last time I saw her, she had no teeth in the front, and her hair went down to her ankles. Out of nowhere, I hear, Don't act like you don't know who I am, Becky. She sneered as she said my name. Me, finally figuring out who she was by her voice say, Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. And then turned and went back to waiting in line. And that's when she taps me on my shoulder and says, I know you know who I am. We used to work together. Burger King? Me, continuing to play dumb since I'm in too much pain to deal with her said, As I said before, I don't recognize you. Again, I turn back and wait in line, thinking that was the end of that. She goes back to blocking the aisle and she takes out her phone and she calls her husband, who's actually a decent guy. We'll call him Thor because of his hair. And she starts talking crap about me. I can hear her say, hey, you'll never guess who's right in front of me, Thor. Becky. Yeah, her. She's still as stupid as the day she was fired from Burger King. And she's acting like she doesn't know me. I know she does. She thinks she's being clever. I bet she's here to pick up her bipolar pills. I doubt she can afford them. I gotta go. I'm gonna make her know who I am. At that moment, I text my boyfriend to come to the pharmacy area as quickly as he could. 
as he was on the other side of the store. The girl taps me on my shoulder again and says, so why are you here? Me, trying to stay calm, say, I'm picking up medicine, I'm sick. She then says, yeah, right, now stop playing games, I know you know who I am. I tell her, I'm sorry, ma'am, I don't know you, please leave me alone, I just want to get my medicine and go home, I'm tired. She then says to me, how can you be tired, it's only 10 o'clock in the morning. I say to her, I'm tired because I just spent the past 5 hours in the ER waiting to be seen, leave me alone. We're now starting to draw a crowd, and that's when my boyfriend shows up, and he comes to my aid. He immediately recognizes this Karen, but he doesn't mention it. Probably heard enough to know that I don't want to deal with her. I say to my boyfriend, she won't leave me alone. I don't know her, and even if I did, I wouldn't want to. Now as a side note, I know this is coming off as an April Fool's Day joke, but it's not. I hate this woman, and I willingly pretended to not know her because I want to forget her. At this point, she's getting angry, and she stomps her foot saying, You know who I am. Just admit it. My name is then called because my meds are done, and I move to the counter, only to be pulled back and clocked in the jaw. That's right, she punched me. At this point, the charade is up, and my boyfriend is pissed. One of the pharmacy techs comes out to make sure I'm okay, while another calls security and the police. My boyfriend screams at her saying, what the heck is your problem? She made it clear she didn't want to deal with you by saying she didn't know you. The girl crosses her arms and said, I did nothing to her. She's a lying bitch who couldn't hold a job to save her life. I'm a bit dazed, but I'm fine. Security shows up and takes her to the security office to hold her until the cops arrived. Now she was never physical. She used to use her words to hurt people. That's why I kept pretending that I didn't know her. I wasn't worried about getting hurt, and her punching me was a complete surprise. We stuck around long enough to give statements and press charges. Thor showed up as we were leaving, and he apologized for his wife's behavior. I'm now home, getting ready to take a nap with my puppy and kitties, and I feel like I should have just admitted to knowing her, but to be honest, I really didn't. As I said earlier, I hate her entire being. After I left Burger King, her taunts and threats rang in my head for three months. She's the type of person that as soon as you see her, you know she's bad news all around. I hope no one pays her bail and she has to rot in prison for a good long while. That is some entitlement, guys, and clearly that girl has some anger issues. Like getting angry and attacking someone for saying they don't know you sounds to me like this girl has the mentality of an immature teenager. I used to live in foster care. The mother at the last place was not very nice. She wasn't awful. She was better than my own mother, but she was very manipulative. When I was about to turn 18, she didn't want me there because I was, quote, too sad. But when you're battling depression and you don't feel welcome where you live, no crap. So I didn't talk to her after I moved. A few years later, she called me up and asked how I'd been and that she realized that she hadn't been the greatest foster mom. She wanted to buy me lunch and catch up. Now I had grown up a bit and I thought she had done the same. After a few weeks of occasional texting, she offered me a deal. I would watch their house, water the flowers, cut the grass, etc. during a few weeks in the summer and I get to live there for free. Plus, I would get a pass for public transportation. I really needed that pass for work so I said yes. So we moved my computer over and set everything up a few weeks before the family left for the yearly vacation in Spain. The day I was supposed to be going to the house, I had to work until 11pm. I felt awful since I just started my period and I bled quite a lot. I pushed going to the house to the next day so I could get some rest. They were still in the house at this point and they didn't leave until day 2. 
On day two, I felt worse. I'll spare you the details, but my friend said they had never seen me that sick. So I waited another day to go to the house. I thought that I just had to rest for the remainder of day two. So in comes day number three. I hadn't been able to sleep because I had been bleeding so much and I was in the worst pain that I've ever been. I was drained of energy and blood and I felt like death was on my doorstep. I cried and asked my boyfriend at the time to call a healthcare advice phone number. They said I had to go to the emergency room immediately. While climbing the stairs, I start to get nauseous and dizzy and I lost my vision. I stumbled and my boyfriend managed to catch me before I passed out and fell down the stairs. He said I was blue all over. While at the emergency room, they rushed me to the front of the waiting list since I had lost so much blood. They even prepared me for a transfusion. My boyfriend went to the shop to get a snack while I was in the waiting room and in comes foster mom on Facebook. She asked how the house was and if I was there at the moment. I answered that no, I was actually at the ER and I was waiting for a doctor because I felt like dying. I kept my answers short since I was extremely tired. I did however say that I was going straight to the house after I was done at the ER. And she went ballistic. She starts spam texting me about how I broke our deal, that I promised to look after the house, and that I had ruined her vacation for not being at the house at every woken moment. And yes, she actually told me that she expected me to be in her house every second I wasn't at work. I don't understand how she thought I would approve of those rules, but maybe that's why she didn't tell me these rules before I accepted. She continued to berate me, screaming at me over text that I was irresponsible and I had to leave the ER immediately and go to the house. I told her I was too sick to do so, and that's when she changed and said she wanted me out of the house and to give her son the keys. And I'm thinking, why not ask him from the beginning? I was now in panic mode. I was alone, I was at the hospital my father died at, and I felt like absolute crap, and I started sobbing. I told her the deal was off, since she wanted me out of the house, and that I would give her son the keys when I was done at the ER. I then turned off my phone and cried until my boyfriend got back. A few hours later, I was done at the ER, and she texted me again saying that she was sorry, blah blah blah, that her son can't make it, and I had to go to her house. And at this point, I was done. I told her once again that I'll give her son the keys when he wants to pick them up, and when he answers my text. So yeah, the foster mom did not change at all, guys. She just needed a favor. And people like that, you just need to cut out of your life because all they do is take, and clearly, she doesn't give a crap about anyone but herself. But that, my friends, is our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the stories today. I hope you didn't shake your heads too hard. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an r slash malicious compliance where OP's boss demands OP do his job for him, and it ends terribly. Guys, go check it out if you haven't, and myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.